Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining me today, and I am sorry that I again didn't get back on last night. Um, we had a very serious um, incident last night at my job. Uh, my partner, who is 73, um, prior law enforcement officer, uh, we had a, a very bad assault last night. He was assaulted um, by a passenger, and uh, if you think all in the world is bad, and there's no good folks out there, where there are some good folks, um, one guy did step in, try to stop the guy, and uh, a nice young Hispanic girl recorded the entire incident. Um, anyway, I'm pretty shocked and disheveled from the whole incident last night. It was crazy because I stayed late. Um, our branch manager was flying in, so I stayed a little late um, to wait on him to come in because his flight was late. And I was visiting with Johnny when um, we had a bus come in and got everybody situated. And then some guys came up and asked for security. So I walked out with Johnny. We went to go visit with them. And they kind of explained to us that this guy they thought was on drugs. And he'd been um, giving them issues. And he was threatening them with something in a sock. He was swinging it around. And so, of course, Johnny and I went up there and asked the individual to please leave the premises. We're like, hey, man, you need to go. Uh, he goes, can I at least get a drink? And I'm like, yeah, man, go ahead and get a drink. And then he's him hauling around. I said, dude, I'm giving you two minutes you know, to get a drink. And of course, he waited around. I guess he didn't have any money. <clears throat> he decided to go ahead and call it a night then. And so we escorted him out of the building. One of the other guys from the group had made a smart comment. And, uh, you know, we kind of shut that down pretty quick. And, of course, that got the guy a little bit riled up. And, you know, we got him calmed down, got him out the door. And uh, my partner uh, walked outside with him. I guess he was already on the phone with um, the police department, with dispatch. He was already on the phone with them. And he went outside to take their state to take the guy's statement. I went inside and I went back over to the group uh, on the other side of the building to get their statement. And as I was finishing up getting their statement, I heard a bunch of screaming. And so I ran towards the front door where the individual was assaulting uh, my partner. He um, got him twice, once in the temple, once on the top of the head and two times on the knees. And I think he got him uh, there uh, blunt in the middle as well, too. Um, I was able to, with along with another girl, we were able to get the door open. We brought Johnny inside. I was able to shut and lock that door. The individual continued to swing whatever hard uh, substance he had in that sock or whatever it was. He shattered the glass on the door. Anyway, long story short, um, it took uh, it took the police department seven minutes to get there. Seven minutes. They did apprehend the individual and took him straight to jail. Um, anyway, Johnny did go to the hospital. He is home now recuperating. Um, thank God nothing was broken. <clears throat> anyway, if you'll keep him in your prayers, I sure would appreciate that. But that was very uh, dramatic. Um, yeah. So anyway, um, yeah. So one thing about old Greyhound is they don't allow their security officers to carry weapons. And so we literally have no way to defend ourselves or people like that coming after our partners or going after other passengers. So. Anyway, keep that in mind when you travel abroad or interstate travel. Anyway, there are crazy people out there and more and more of them. Which leads me um, to the, you know, episode today. Which you guys haven't joined me before. This is Bible Prophecy for today. My name is Heather. And uh, I got one headline for you guys today. Which I meant to get to yesterday. And I told you guys I'd get it uploaded last night. But I didn't get home until... Uh, a little bit 1 a.m. and uh, anyway I just uh, man couldn't sleep at all last night so anyway I did get this on 
And I wanted to jump on and tell you guys about that. I do appreciate uh, y'all's prayers always. Um, you know, most people think security guards are just, you know, <laughs> just, you know, like mall cops or something. You know, we're not. We're not all like that. Um, you know, some of us do have an important job to do. And, you know, we try to do it to the best of our abilities. Um, and a lot of people think, oh, they just want to be. No, we're not want to be cops. Trust me, we don't want to be um, police officers. No, we uh you know we we do a job we secure a facility we secure people um we just make sure we try to make sure everybody is safe and uh you know you know because you can't carry a cop in your back pocket is what a lot of people say um boy i wish last night we could have got them there a little sooner but uh you know things happen and it's our job to uh keep people calm and do the best that we can to protect those and keep them safe and so until um, help arrives so anyway mm, let's uh jump on to this headline guys <clears throat> so the one i wanted to talk to you guys about yesterday was humanity is not sustainable network airs apocalyptic predictions to ring in new year yes guys uh this is a wnd news services you can check it out at wnd.com and um it was published on the 2nd of january and if you guys watched the football game like i did <laughs> last Sunday, then you would see um, the people who aired this. I do believe it was 60 Minutes, I think, um, that aired this. Don't quote me. I'm not sure about that. I don't watch a lot of news. Anyway, this article is by Laurel, Laurel Duggan. Laurel Duggan. And it's um, from uh, the Daily Caller News Foundation. So let's jump in. Oh, there it is. There we go. It is. A, it was 60 Minutes. Okay, so CBS 60 Minutes opened 2023 by airing a segment about the dangers of population growth featuring biologist Paul Ehrlich, who has long predicted societal collapse and disaster due to high population. I want to throw in here when I was listening to that. And animals don't have a place to go. And oh my God, we're overcrowded. And blah, blah, blah. And I always like what Pastor Billy Crone says. Have you flown in an airplane lately? What is it? Wide open spaces out there. Anyway. Throw that in there. Anyway, back to the article. Ehrlich, a Stanford University professor, said humanity was not sustainable and reiterated his concerns that the planet's human population was crowding out the natural environment to our own peril. While the world population is still rising, the rate of human fertility plummeted by roughly 50% across the globe in the last 70 years. The average family had five children until 1952, but now has fewer than three. All humanity is not sustainable to maintain our lifestyle, yours and mine's, basically. For the entire planet, you'd need five more Earths. Not clear where they're going to come come from, he says. Resources that would be required, the system that support our lives, which of course are the biodiversity that we're wiping out. Humanity is very busily sitting on a limb that we're sawing off. Yes, folks, that was quoted by your Stanford professor. Lies, lies, and more lies. And here's a Jeet Pai. And he tweeted, it says, early 1968, the battle to feed all humanity is over. In the 1970s, hundreds of millions of people will starve to death. This is what Ehrlich said. This is what he was quoting in 1968. Did 1970 that happen? No. In 1970, Ehrlich said, in 10 years, all important animal life in the sea will be extinct. Did that happen? No. In 1971, Ehrlich quoted says i would take even money that england would not exist in the year 2000 unquote <laughs> well 
he's on a good track record, isn't he? Anyway, you can check out more of that on Twitter. Anyway, Ehrlich has long predicted mass starvation and environmental collapse due to population growth and recommended taxing children. Yes, mass sterilization, abortions to limit population growth, and whatever steps are necessary to establish a reasonable population size. In his 1968 book, The Population Bomb. Yeah, guys, earlier in his career, he predicted that hundreds of millions of people would starve to death in the 1970s, that England would not exist by 2000, and that an utter breakdown of capacity of the capacity of the planet to support humanity would occur by the 1980s, according to the New York Times. Host Scott Pelley mentioned that Ehrlich had been viewed as an alarmist when Population Bomb came out. I was alarmed. I am still alarmed. All of my colleagues are alarmed, Ehrlich said. The rate of extinction is extraordinarily high now and getting higher all the time, unquote. Ehrlich and CBS did not respond to the Daily Caller News Foundation's request for comment, folks. <laughs> it's like the, the, what was it? The sky is falling. The sky is falling. Yeah. Folks, they just keep throwing this stuff out there and expecting people to believe it. They're going to keep on, keep on, keep on. Remember what was, oh my God, it's global warming. Then it was global cooling. Now it's climate change. Yeah, climate changes every day, moron. Changes every single day. It's called seasons. It's, you know, it's called the earth. Rotation is called, you know, all kinds of good scientific data. But you guys only believe in nonsense and fairy tales. Well, actual science proves that global Climate change is ridiculous. It's stupid. It's not right. But, of course, they're going to snuff out all those scientists who are trying to tell you these things. Guys, I'm telling you. Mm. I have a lot of coffee today. I'm telling you. It's all crazy insanity. But people gobble this stuff like it is Bible truth. You could say that. But nobody believes in the Bible anymore. These people don't believe in the Bible. They don't believe in God. They don't believe in a creator. No, they think all this came from a big bang. It was a big a particle of dust. And it's boom. And then we have all of this. Like I always say, check out macro photography. I've learned, learned about My cousin does macro photography. He's very good. Um, John Cox is his name. Anyway, I think he's out of uh, Tyler, Texas. Don't quote me on that. But anyway, he does fantastic work. Beautiful, beautiful images. And you look at these creatures. Even ants, all the way down to each species, like it is unbelievable what minute detail is in each of these creatures, insects, leaves, trees, grass, seeds, you name it. But there's no creator. No, it all came from a big bang. I tell everybody, take a watch apart, set it in a bowl, set it on your cabinet if you perhaps would like to. I don't know, put a night's fancy little light on it and let it sit for six billion years and tell me if it'll put itself into a watch <laughs> will humpty dumpty put himself back together again no idiots morons and you tell us that we have faith in a all-powerful all-knowing wonderful god heavenly father who created all of this for us who created it all and you think we're crazy <laughs> I think it takes more faith to be an atheist or more faith to be one of these people than to actually believe in God the Father as our creator. I mean, it's everywhere. It's like God said, it's everywhere. You cannot, there's no way that you could possibly deny that there is a creator. 
There's no no way. Just open your eyes and look at yourself. And you'll be like, wow, how did, how did this happen? Because you were created. Creationism. Anyway, um, it just boggles my mind that these that this is happening. It just, just insanity, insanity. These people. It's all about them, though. Have you noticed? It's all about me. It's all. I remember years and years ago before I moved uh, to New Mexico to take over um, as one of the managers for a super Kmart, and I remember I was sitting at um, it's a Sonic. We have a little Sonic drive-ins here. Or if you guys do, probably around the world, maybe not. We have a little, it's called drive-ins. You drive in, you hit a little button, and you tell them what you want. You know, man, they come out on rollerblades, and woohoo, they bring out your food. And not so much now, they usually walk. But usually, they just come out on roller skates, and it was really cool. Um, but anyway, some of them still do. But anyway, they bring your food out, and you know, all this stuff. And I sat across from this lady across from me, and I was reading her license plate. And I remember it says, it's all about me, you know. And I was like, no, it's not about you. And at that same time... Uh, when I went to New Mexico and started working as a manager for Kmart, all those shirts started to come out. It's all about me. Me, me, me. Remember all that? And and it all went to the selfishness, to the pride, and to all of that stuff. And then I remember those clothes that we were selling. I was like, what is this garbage, you know? But people, boy, they bought it up. And oh my gosh, and cell phones and selfies and all these selfies that people take. And people die taking selfies, you know? vanity vanity yep vanity vanity is what the bible says anyway king solomon um so you know i didn't want to throw that up there so now now you know it's it's headline news now it's on 60 minutes it's not all of us conspiracy theories telling you what the world economic forum has planned for you well now they're telling you on 60 minutes what they have planned for you remember bill gates if we do a really good job on vaccines and and reproductive health, yeah, murdering your babies, we do a really good job at that. We might be able to reduce the population, remember? Yeah. Yes. Folks, how much more do you need to hear from them to know this is their plan? How much more do you need to watch around the world to realize that the Bible is the truth? That God is omnipotent. He is om. He's everything. He's all-knowing. He's all-everything. He's everywhere. He knows everything. He's from the beginning. He's from the end. He's everywhere. He's Jesus is the Alpha and the Omega. He says, he's, he's from the beginning all the way to the end. He knows it all. He's everywhere. But we still have people out there that just don't. That's what that's what the that's that's why I like to do Bible prophecy because only God knows. This things were written two, three thousand years ago. You can't deny that. You cannot deny it. It was written for us so that we would know what was coming, and now it's happening. And it's been happening. Prophecy has been fulfilled throughout the Bible for all these ages. But now we're in the end days. What God said was going to happen is happening. So now you're living in those days and you cannot deny it. You cannot deny it. I did a, a, a few episodes on like the top 50 um, prophecies that have happened. Uh, go back and if you want to, you can listen to that episode. Episodes, I did a couple of them. I also did one on Revelation. I did some on the Tribulation as well. So these things are happening. And my advice to you is if you are not right with God, if you have not made that a decision 
to seal your eternal destination. Today is the day of salvation, the Bible says. Don't wait another moment. You may not have another moment. You may not have another minute. You may not be able to take your next breath. You do not know when your time is up. When God calls your number, you, you don't know. You don't know when that is. My advice, my heartfelt plea and desire is for you to make your decision for Christ today while you still have time. Because if not, hell is for eternity. It's for eternity. There is no nihilism. There's no, oh, you just serve some time in hell and then you get out. There's no prison. It's eternity. It is eternity. And people are like, why would a loving God send anybody to hell? Well, he didn't. He didn't send you to hell. You sent yourself to hell by denying his son. That's why. You want an all-loving, powerful God did for you and me? He sent his only begotten son to come and live the perfect life. The sinless, perfect life to take sin upon himself who knew no sin to die in our place to suffer the wrath of God when it should have been me and you that's what our loving heavenly father God did for us because there's no other way and Jesus loves you that much that he did he was obedient to the father because he loves us so much remember remember when you accept Christ what you're accepting you're not saying a little prayer like oh Jesus please save me from hell okay ha 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 no that's not just that. He does save you from hell. He saves you from your past, present, and future sin. Because it's not like when you get when you get saved, you know, it's like, oh, rainbows and butterflies, everything's perfect, and I'm never going to sin, and I'm going to blah, blah, blah. No, everybody tells you that they're a liar, liar, liar. Pants on fire. No. No. We, we live in a sin-filled world. You know, the Apostle Paul says, why do I do what I don't want to do, and why... Can't I do what I want to do? You know, when, when will, you know, I'll be delivered from this sinful body is what he says. So, you know, the Apostle Paul wrestled with it. You know, we all do. We all do. We all wrestle with sin. You know it. I know it. I absolutely hate it. But that's the point. We hate it. As Christians, we know and we are aware and we hate it. <laughs> um, but we are forgiven. So, Kind of yesterday, I kind of went on that, and I was like, you know, um, we'll pigtail off of that. Like, you know, if you're already a Christian, and you know you're living in sin, and you backtrack or whatever, um, now's the time to repent, turn back, and come back to God right now, and restore your right relationship with God. That doesn't mean you're going to hell. People can tell you that, oh, we got to be sins, you're going to hell. No. No, those people are false. It's a false gospel. That's what that is. Don't believe that works can't get you to heaven so don't believe that either catholicism is a false gospel so don't believe that go to getalifemedia.com getalifemedia.com and go listen to pastor billy crone and he'll tell you all about catholicism hinduism buddhism all that good stuff he's teaching all of it he's got documentaries on all of it he's got teachings on all of it uh go and check that out if you want to know more about it. even seven day adventist he'll tell you all about it i'm gonna tell you something ellen g white is a false prophetess she's wicked so you know you got to know these things I'll, I'll tell you a story here let's see mm. i was friends with this lady darlene and she was like she's going oh, i'm in this group you know with these with these uh, Christians, and we're having this Bible studies on Wednesday. You need to come by. You need to you need to come and check it out. And I was like, Oh, okay. Let me yeah, let me go. 
So she goes, she kind of came, she goes, there's something I don't know. Something's not kind of, I don't know about it. You know, can you come over? And I was like, yeah, sure. So I went over there. It was like on a Wednesday. You know, we're all reading out of the Bible. And we're reading Ezekiel. I remember the eyes and all the stuff. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. And next thing you know, we all grabbed hands to pray. And um, at this time, I didn't know that there were seven day Adventists. I'm like, okay, whatever, you know. So we're holding hands. And I had, soon as I mean, I had shooting pain through my temple. I'm like, what? And I opened my eyes, looked over at Darlene, and she had a look of like, what is going on in her face, too? And so I let go. I'm like, something's wrong here. And so after they got the praying, then they started talking about this. Ellen G. White says this, and they opened up this book, and I said, this is straight from hell. That's what I said. I got up and I said, this is no. You guys are no. This is, this is satanic. Anything that's not of God is satanic. And I can still remember that to this day. I can remember sitting in her living room, sitting on the couch. I can remember uh, looking across from me and seeing her as I was sitting on that couch. And I thought, oh, my Lord. I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit is telling you something. You better listen to the Holy Spirit. Because we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. If you are a born-again, uh, spirit-filled Christian, which, let me tell you, if you are born again, you are spirit-filled. Okay, don't let anybody tell you. You have to have a, you have to have a separate, you know, oh, you're saved? Okay, well, now you need the Holy Spirit. You need, that's, say, that's a lie. That's another false gospel that is a lie. Absolutely. Once you are saved, you are automatically filled with the Holy Spirit. That happens at the same time. It's the same time. So don't let anybody tell you, uh, oh, you need to speak in tongues. You got to speak in tongues or you don't have the Holy Spirit. That's a lie straight from hell. That's a lie. Don't listen to them. That is wrong. Um, You can speak in tongues. You can. That's great. You know, the Apostle Paul said um, he wished that all of us did, you know. So, yeah, he, or he wished that, I mean, he could speak, you know, one thing in church when people could understand, you know. People think that cessationism, I, I'm not a cessationist, I'm not. Um, I do believe that people can still, still speak in tongues. I do believe that, I believe that's so happy. I do believe it's a, go, a gift of the Holy Spirit, I do. But do I believe um, that it's like what some of the charismatics think? No, no, I think it's a special prayer language, an intercessory prayer language between you and God. You know, that's what I think that is. Um, I don't think it has anything to do with what they think it does. Because if you read, um, I think it's either First or Second Corinthians chapter 14 or, or 15. I think anyway, the Apostle Paul breaks that down. People say, that's Galicia. That means you, you're speaking in a known language unknown to you. Well, of course, some of it is. But also, if you keep reading and you listen to what the Apostle Paul says, he says, I wish that all of you, you know, he goes, he goes on to talk about it a little bit more. And so that's where, you know, I kind of see that happening is a little bit different. But everybody has their own take on that. But no, I'm not a cessationist. I still think that the gifts are here. Um, as, now, do I think that these TV evangelists are going out there healing people? Absolutely not. Or was that moron? We stopped the tornado. I said, you listen to me. Yeah, whatever. That's ridiculous. They're making a mockery of God when they do stuff like that. Um, God is a holy, righteous God. And um, we need to have reverence, which, fear, you know, the apostle, was it the apostle, the apostle Paul that said, I think, don't call me, it could be Timothy, I don't know. But he said, um, you know, with fear and trembling, you know, we serve an almighty, all-powerful God. Almighty. We have to remember how powerful he is, how righteous and holy he is. Here in the book of Revelation, it says, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. He was and who is and who is to come. So, just remember, you know, a lot of these people take it lightly. I've seen them, a lot of them, you know, what was that, um, the shack, folks, that's 
satanic. Don't read that garbage. Don't read that garbage. It's garbage. You know, when you go outside the Bible, you get yourself in trouble. You get yourself in trouble. One of a person, what about all these books? Why don't you just read the Bible? I'm like, I do. You think you get read the Bible. But then, you know, some people need, like on Bible prophecy, we have fantastic eschatology teachers. Uh, Dr. Ron Rhodes, R-H-O-D-E-S, fantastic. He's going basic Bible prophecy. I'm looking at it right now. Dr. Chuck Missler, I'm looking at Prophecy 2020. There's, I've got several books. There's a lot of good, good teachers out there, but you have to be very, very careful who you listen to. There's crazy people out there like Furtick and all these morons. It, look what happened to the Southern Baptist Church. Look what happened. I left the Southern Baptist Church in February of tw- of 2017, because I saw that they were going. I remember my pastor going, "You're not gonna, you don't need to look it up for Jesus. You need to look it out into the community for Jesus." And I'm like, "What? My Bible commands me to look up for Jesus. What the Bible says? Jesus told us that. So I mean, I'm gonna listen to the Bible. And right then and there, I knew something was very, very wrong, very wrong. And I, I, I took the whole sermon. And they had it on there on their website, First Baptist, and I took the and and downloaded it. I had a PDF, and I sent that to Jan Markell at olivetreenews.org, uh, and I sent it to her, and she looked it over, and then she emailed me back, and she said, yes, that that's correct, that they are going, you know, towards the liberal, they're going towards social gospel, is what it was, and that was way back then, and it was happening before then, I'm sure, and so you've really, really got to pay attention to the words they use, or the things that, they can make it all sound Christianese and stuff, and you'll be like, oh, that sounds great, you know, but no. Are we to help our fellow brothers? Yes, absolutely we are. The Bible tells us that. Tells us that. But as far as this racial divide and all this stuff, and I remember what's her name? Beth Moore. Oh my. I've never liked her. Never have. And I was a Baptist and I never liked her. I'm a fundamental Baptist, so there's a difference. Um, but you can see where the SBC went. And then you can see where she, she was uh, heretical. Heretical. We need to join hands with all these Catholics. and all. No. There are no women pastors period the bible says no it says no and y'all can argue with me all you want to but if you're going to a church and they say pastor mark and pastor lily no no get out of that church that's wrong get out get out get out get out you need to know what the Word of God says. And there's a reason for that. There's a whole reason. And go to uh, Spencer Smith. Go to Spencer Smith's YouTube channel. And he will teach you. And he'll show you. Like why it is the way it is. Dr. John MacArthur. Lots of great pastors. And it, is it because they they think women are less? No. Not at all. Not at all. You know if you go back to Middle Eastern culture. Women were treated as property. You know who didn't treat women as property? Jesus you know the first people to go tell that he was raised from the dead remember that was women so think about it he revered women he respected women he loved women he lifted women up so and every time you think about the Bible it's like oh because they don't think it's about no look at all the other religions and then you come back to Christianity Christianity is the only one that treats women equal to men so think about it. we are created equal but we have different roles there's different roles that we were made to do you know, we're not, look, if you look at a man and you look at a woman, they're very masculine. We are not. We're very feminine for a reason. We have different roles in life, but yet we're equal, you know. And then I think about the Trinity. You have God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. They're all equal, but they have different roles, you know, but they're all equal. 
So anyway, think of, you know, think on these things, what the Bible says. Think of things that are pure and lovely and true. Not so much on the worldly things that's going on right now. Don't, don't weigh yourself down with all the evilness and the sludge and the muck and all the garbage going on right now. There's going to be a lot more, folks, a lot more. But what we need to focus on is the Great Commission that Jesus told us to do and to love people. There's no love out there. The Bible says the love of many will grow cold in the end days. I just witnessed that last night. I witnessed that almost every day, but I'm sure you guys do too. But we need to show people love. We need to show people true love, not what the world calls love. So you gotta love everybody and love and love and love and rainbows and love. And no. We need to show true love, Christian love. Love that we want to save. We want Jesus to save you from hell. We need to tell you the truth. We can also encourage one another. Sit with people. Listen to them. Counsel them. Hug on them. Love on them. This is, this is you know, people need that right now. People need that. I got to meet two very special Christians yesterday. And they told me their testimony. It was, well, she was a sweet, sweet little Japanese uh, woman. And she showed me her Bible. And it was in Japanese. Boy, it was highlighted, marked up. Oh, my goodness gracious. She didn't speak a lot of English. But, whoa, we got some good fellowship in the Lord. That was special. Another man named Carlos is from Oklahoma City. And um, he went off and decided he's going to go with his girlfriend. And she was very violent. And I'm so glad that he got out of that and left. Bless his heart. God was telling him, this is not for you. <laughs> so he came back on a bus. He got all the way as close as the Amarillo as he could with the money that he had. And he was stranded. It was cold. And, of course, the bus station, of course, you know, they kick people out if you don't have a ticket. And they close most of the time. And so he spent all night outside. And he goes, this, and he was praying and praying and praying, like, please help me get home. God, help me. And a nice man came over and gave him a blanket, gave him some food, helped him fix up a little shelter over there. And then he called his cousin. And his cousin um sent him some money got him a ticket on into oklahoma city and we were talking he goes my parents don't want me i'm sure they won't have anything to do with me and i was like oh he was like the prodigal son you know we were talking about that and praying about it i said they're gonna they're gonna want to talk to you and i said how long have you been gone he goes a week and a half i'm like oh man they probably don't even know you've been gone you know anyway he did get in touch with his family and they were um talking to him again and so keep carlos in your prayers carlos if you're listening dude you made my day. Uh, it was such a pleasure to meet you. And uh, anyway, guys, with that, I'm, I got to get off here. I got to go to work. Um, anyway, I'm so debating on if this is the job for me. <laughs> I don't think it is. It'd be one thing if we could um, defend ourselves, but we don't have anything to defend ourselves with. Um, my other job, we we are able to carry and you know carry weapons and that kind of thing. But this one, we're not. And uh, so, guys, this I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm so praying on this. Um, you know, it, it, the knowing what the Bible says, the days are going to get darker and darker and evil, and everything is going to get more violent and more violent. And where I work, you know, we can have anywhere from 150 to 200 people in a station, and it's not a very big station. You know, we have no weapons. We have no way to defend ourselves or other people, and that's the problem. So that's what I I keep going back to, and especially last night, what happened last night, and so. Um, you know, I may, I, I may post that video on my Rumble channel so that you guys can see what happened. Um, but anyway, keep Johnny in your prayers. He's 73. He is one tough cookie. Let me tell you what did, man, he didn't go down. He did not go down. That's a tough cookie right there. Man, I, wow. I'm just still, I think, shocked by the whole thing. I think, you know, it was just very, very traumatic. Um, anyway. 
with that, guys, I am going to get off of here. Yeah, we got to say bye at least a couple times. <laughs> I got to say at least a couple times. Let me pick up my book. You know what? Perfect Trust by Charles Charles R. Swindoll. And if you listen to him while, well, Chuck Swindoll. So let's see. Let's see what words he's got for us. So let me see. Sometimes, um, you know, he's got some. says, when trust when you're troubled he says trust when you're troubled and i guess that's what we need to do right now that's what we need to do we live in a troubled world but i guess you know uh we just need to keep our trust in god because you know god is sovereign no matter what happens i know bad things happen we live in a fallen world people are like you know bad things happen yes bad things are going to happen um bad things will continue to happen and they're gonna they're gonna get worse but you know we've got to trust in god no matter what i look at missionaries you know who go uh, over into like these deep um like forests and they go to these different places and they don't speak the language and you know they know that they could die just like people going to china like all these places they know they can die they know they can die for the gospel but yet they go they go into islamic nations they go to preach jesus they know they can die and some of them do but they do it because God called them to go there. Look at all the apostles. Look at all of Jesus' disciples. All the apostles died horrific deaths. All of them did. You know, it wasn't rainbows and, and berries. And it wasn't, God wants your best life. Now you need to be driving this brand new car with this $5 million house. And God just wants you to be healthy, wealthy, and wise. No. He wants you to be wise. But no. No. That is not what God wants. Why are you living for this earth if you are? I know I did for a long time, years ago. Why? Because I didn't understand. <laughs> it didn't quite hit me, you know, back then when I was a kid. No, in my early 20s. Why are we living for this world? It's going to pass away anyway. <laughs> We're like a vapor. We're like a vapor, King Solomon said. We're here today and gone tomorrow. We're like the grass that's thrown in and burned for like whatever. We're not here very long, but you know where we are long term <laughs> with the Lord Jesus in heaven. And, you know, it's like, you know, John 14 says, um, in my father's house are many mansions. And then, you know, Pastor Billy Crow was doing, um, I think it was Christmas, his Christmas sermon. And he said, that's kind of misleading because it should be rooms. And that's true. Um, if you do watch um, Before the Wrath, I know I promote that a lot. It's before the Wrath is a Galilean wedding. It tells you a lot of it, about, a lot more, especially the Jewish culture. You know, like the man would go, um, the the bride, the husband, you know, the husband to be, you know, would go and and he would build on a room in his father's house, and then he would go get his bride. So, I mean, it's really cool. You guys got to watch that. I'm telling you, whoo! Especially nowadays, you watch that and you're like, wow, you know, it gets you a whole new perspective um, on the rapture. But um, that's what he did. He goes, so it should be like, in my father's house are many rooms. And if it were, I would not told you. He goes, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am there, you may be also. And of course, you know the way. Jesus Christ is the only way to the father. He says, I am the way and the truth and life. And no one comes to the father except through me. That's right. So guys, go towards, I mean, just, just you know, focus on the Lord Jesus. If you're not saved, please, please make that decision today no special prayer you gotta say you don't gotta be anywhere you can be sitting on your couch eating cheetos i don't care what you're doing doesn't matter when the conviction comes and jesus is knocking on your heart today is the day of salvation cry out to the lord ask him to forgive you of your sins ask him to be your savior today before it's too late okay guys. 
that I am really going to get off here. <laughs> All right. So may the Lord bless you and keep you and may his face shine upon you. Thanks you guys so much for listening. And uh, I just pray the Lord will bless you. Give us boldness during this time to continue to stand firm on his word, on his truth. Thanks you guys. Um, with that, get in the word of God. Let the word of God get into you. And Maranatha, Lord Jesus. Maranatha.